Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Mental Sweet Spot podcast, when you start to doubt if mental training is even working. I'm Melanie Rushing and I'll be joined shortly by my business partner, Alicia Smith, to discuss coaching the mental game of softball and specific examples of how she did it with her team this season. If you're a podcast returner, thank you so much for joining us again. There are going to be times when you ask, is this mental stuff even working? And the answer is yes. But there are some days when the frustration mounts because it's taking longer than you'd like and you start to second guess it. So that's what happened this week, and we're going to discuss the snowball effect, when bad play turns into a bad game, taking a different approach when the same things keep happening, what happens when motivational speeches aren't quite enough and you have to have a come to Jesus moment, choosing to be confident and committed, and what happened when it finally clicked. Stick with us through the end to get today's freebie, tips for being mentally tougher. Before we get to the show, allow me to tell you a little bit about our solo course, Competitive. If our Mental Training Foundation program sounds intriguing to you, but you're not quite sure if it's worth the investment, check out our solo course, Competitive. For just 15 bucks, you can gain access to our softball-specific, actionable training on how to be the productive kind of competitive by focusing on the process. Most people talk about the process, but this training walks you through how to do that with education, activities, and drills. If you enjoy the training and want to learn the rest of the mental fundamentals, we can upgrade you to all eight courses and prorate the price. To learn more, head to softballmentaltraining.com forward slash solo course. Now back to the show. So let's jump right in and talk about, let's go back to the beginning of the week with kind of revisiting and trying to get a new perspective after Saturday's games. Okay, so Saturday, previous Saturday that we talked about didn't go very well. We had the crown whole thing. So then on Monday, we kind of came back and just kind of tried to reset. Um, we had, you know, just kind of a normal practice, but we were focusing more on um, specific softball skills like hitting hard ground balls and not popping up. So a lot of the stations that we set up and yeah. a lot of the conversations we had were really focused on those types of things. Offensively, we really needed to do better as a team. So... Um, we really focused on those things. We also talked again about confidence. We read a couple articles. Um, and then we had Tuesday's game because it was our first um, conference game. And it, it's really the only other team in the conference that you know, it's between us two, really. The conference is really, unfortunately, very not very strong at all. So um, we knew we were facing a good pitcher. We knew we were facing a good team. So the first game on Tuesday we came out and scored three runs in the first inning. We just, we, we did awesome. So, I mean, they were really kind of listening to those things that we talked about right on Monday. Um, we ended up winning three, nothing. I think offensively we did well. We um, unfortunately didn't score any more runs that game, but when you hold the other team to zero, that's, that's good enough. Right. So mm -hmm. um, we pitched really well. We played good defense. Um, I was a little bothered by not scoring again. Um, because we have those flashes, right? The consistency still wasn't there earlier in the week where we would do really well one inning, but we couldn't carry that over into future innings. Um, and then the second game, um, the wheels fell off. We got 10 runs, we just got blown out, and it was the same pitcher. Um, that I think for us was really frustrating to watch um, since since the, the pitcher adjusted to us by throwing higher, and um, we didn't adjust because we kept popping up. So, I mean, one of those things where you just keep telling them you need to adjust, you need to adjust. Adjustments, adjustments, adjustments. We talk about it all the time, right, in softball. So Wednesday, same thing in practice. We really had a really strong focus on 
the same exact thing, right? So all the stations, if they did, if they hit a pop-up in, in the front toss station, they had to run to the fence and back. So, you know, that's just, it's just focus and a mental, mental part of the game that mm -hmm. we're trying to stop, right? Um, Thursday, we had another double header against a non-conference opponent, but a pretty good opponent. And the scenario, oh, I want to go back to Tuesday because on Tuesday, we not only got 10 runs, but we didn't score any runs at all. So mm -hmm. we had only scored three runs in the first inning of the first game. And then we played 11 more innings and didn't score at all. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really frustrating for us coaches. Mm -hmm. So then on Thursday, um, same exact scenario. It's a, it's a double header. Uh, the first game we played really well. Um, we talked again about that snowball effect, right? We've talked about that before where we have the snowball effect where we have one, one bad play and we can't get out of the end. We give the other team maybe five or six outs. So that was really frustrating for us. Um, but the same scenario happened where we, we did win the first game, a walk-off home run, actually. It was four to three. It was a really good game, really close game, really intense game. And then the second game, it was almost like, you know, Groundhog Day, I think we talked about, right, where the same exact scenario happened. And we gave up, I think, maybe seven runs in the second inning. Mm. And almost, I think, either seven or six of them were given up in two outs. We just couldn't get out of the inning to save our lives. So, um the frustration was really beginning to mount, I think, with the coaching staff because we we see the potential in this team and we know how good they are. And we talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And we kind of lost on what to do. So we try different things at practice. We focus on different things that we think they need, um, continuing to focus on throws and catches because that has been our downfall all year mm -hmm. long. So every practice, we go back to the fundamentals. We introduce some new drills. Thought we changed it up a little bit, but still working on the same things. Mm -hmm. um, and then on Friday, <laughs> before you get there, because <laughs> sure. I feel like that Friday was the turning point. But I yeah. want to talk to kind of like what our conversations were after Tuesday and Thursday. Well, and Monday, Wednesday, to be honest, after practices sure. too. Um, yes, that word frustration kept coming up, and mm -hmm. I don't remember where I've heard this, but it really made sense to me was the times when we're most frustrated is when we are focusing on things that are out of our control. So like yes. the things that it happens with us coaches because we want them to do so well, but we're focusing on the, the performance, the outcome. And that's what's like, oh, <laughs> like, like, oh I can't, sure. can't fix any pop-ups right now. Like, are you kidding no. me? Like I can't make you make that throw. <laughs> so as hard as it is you have to like figure out some way to control it so that's why i like that you guys went to different types of drills like just trying to find some other way in because that's what we have to do right 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 because because i don't i i strongly believe the fundamentals still need to be there you still have to have those same basic things but if you can kind of change it up and maybe talk to so they have a different different way to look at it mm -hmm. um i think that's definitely definitely helpful mm -hmm. um and then the second piece I want to go on before we move on. Um, yeah, sure. What we thought was interesting was with the wheels falling off the second game was with a different pitcher in. And we talked about this, like, on the team I played on, on teams I've coached. That seems to happen all the time. Like, someone, maybe they just have a little less trust in, um, they meaning the defense or just the team in general, as far as being able to get it done. Like, your number one versus your number two for some reason that like sneaks in there. It's not purposeful. Like the girls aren't saying like, ah, 
she sucks. I'm, I'm nervous. Like, no one's saying that, but something in the back of their heads is distracting them. Would you say that that came into play this week? I, I do. And, and I could tell, um, especially the second doubleheader that we played on Thursday, mm-hmm. the frustration had mounted all over the field. Um, the, everything is different with that, especially when one or two things happen, the communication goes down, the chatter goes down, the support isn't there. Um, and then the pitcher starts to lose confidence as well because I, it's some kind of weird phenomenon. I don't understand why, but I have seen it happen for, I think, my entire career. Mm-hmm. As soon as that number two, which our pitchers are very comparable. They're both very good. Um, it's just usually the order, right? Mm-hmm. Because on the better, that's just kind of what we've done. One pitcher starts one game, another pitcher starts another game. And um, they've had to switch. They've had to bail each other out. They've had to come in and, and step it up for each other for mm-hmm. the last two years. So um, I could tell it's all over. You know, I even went out. I called. The kids were calling timeout. They were doing a little bit better with that um, when they needed to, but not not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had called out timeout just to go talk to the pitcher and you could tell all over her face that she was really frustrated. And then I felt for her because I reminded her that all of those runs had scored with two outs and it wasn't, it wasn't anything that necessarily that she was doing. So we need to, and I kept her in because some situations I'll, I'll pull her and, you know, just to give the team a different look and to give the pitcher a breather. Not that it's the pitcher is just not throwing all that day. So, mm-hmm. but I kept her in, I kept her in and I said, you need to fight through this. And, um, I think in our back of our minds as coaches, we never want to concede a game, but I think there's a time when we have to realize that we just have to get through it and, and, and learn and move on. So mm-hmm. um, I had talked to my pitcher personally after that pitcher um, personally on Thursday evening and then again on Friday at practice. And you you and I talked about it too, and, and you had a really good point that she's taking it personally. And I can understand that from, from a player's perspective and a coach's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I feel the same. My team isn't performing the way I think they can. I take it personally, and I think that's something that I have to work on too. But mm-hmm. we talked about it. She agreed. And I said, you know, we just need to move on, and, and I have confidence in you, and you need to have that in yourself as well. So it it seemed to pay off, I think. So um, any other questions before we move no, on? No, move on. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so Friday, um, I, you had given me that awesome video that is on your website. or um, Yeah, it's on mm-hmm. the website um, with that TED Talk. Mm-hmm. And I had, I think I had heard that before. I had listened to that before, but given the situation, listening to it again, I think I listened to it two times before practice. It gave me a whole new perspective on the talk and a whole new perspective on the message, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really important because it could not have been more applicable. I think, um, do you remember the name of that, that uh, video? It was Sean Richardson and the post is at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash mentally tougher. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it's about a six, six to 10 minute Mm -hmm. talk. And it is, it is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It, like I said, it was so applicable. So I had, I had this all set up. I listened to it two or three times. I had them bring their phones and their headphones to practice. And before we started practice, I had them spread out, put in their headphones and kind of just let it soak in and listen to it. And I listened to it again, and I listened to it, and I was walking around as pacing. I usually pace when I'm thinking. <laughs> walking in circles around the pitching mound, just listening to it, you know. And then I thought I had formulated this great inspirational speech, and they were all ready to go, and they were getting the message. And I asked them what they got out of it, and a couple of them said some really good things. I'm like, okay, let's have a great practice. 
And then we continued to throw and just all over the, and I think it was about the 500th bad throw of the year. And I, I snapped. I just, I had lost the patience, I think, for them settling for that being okay. Mm-hmm. And not having the confidence and not having the belief and not having the desire and all of these things that it came to a head. So I think in every season there's a come to Jesus moment. It's kind of what I call it. <laughs> and to me, I kind of felt like that they needed to know that wasn't okay. And they, you know, we've, we've tried everything. We've, we've pat them on the back. We've encouraged them. We've made them run sprints. We've done everything we thought we could. And I think it just, it happens. It just happens inside where I'm just like, this is the time where they need to really hear it from me. And I don't do it often, sometimes only once or twice a year. But this, this time I really, really got on them for um, them not committing fully because they said they're committed, but they're not. They're not fully committed and they haven't made any choices or decisions. So one of the things that that video was very clear on was making decisions. Like you you have a choice, right? You have a choice how you think every day. You have a choice whether you're gonna let those negative thoughts and feelings turn into these emotions. Um, You have thoughts or choices on if you're going to come to practice and focus 100%. You have choices if you're not satisfied with the way things are going to get better. And I stressed that in the speech, and that was a big point in that video, right? So I, I flat out told them that they weren't, they weren't where they needed to be, they weren't where they could be, and they were really frustrated after the Thursday loss because I asked them how they felt, and a couple of them said they were pissed, they were um, embarrassed because they got their butt kicked, and I said you should, you should be, and I told them until they made a decision to commit fully and to really truly buy into those things that we talk about on our bracelet, right? Be fearless um, that they were going to continue to play like a little league team and continue to get their butt kicked. So it was their decision. And that moment they had to decide whether they were going to be all in and they were going to focus and they were going to do it or not. So the rest of practice went better. It wasn't perfect, of course, which I didn't expect it to completely turn around after, after they just got their butt chewed. But (laughs) after that we had team dinner and everything was fine. You could tell they were laughing and joking around. So I think that's that relationship piece that's really critical because I can do that for them. They can, they will listen and they will either respond mm-hmm. uh, or not. But at the end of the day, they know that I love them to death, and that at the end of the day, when we're off the softball field, it's over and done with. Mm-hmm. So on um, Saturday we had a tournament and it was a bracket style. So you, we had to win our first game, obviously, to even even think about the championship. So. We came out and we hit better than we've hit all season. We were consistently stringing together hits. We were hitting hard ground balls. We were hitting line drives. And Hannah's philosophy, my hitting coach, is that if you really work hard on hitting hard ground balls and you miss, then you hit a hard line drive. So we really had focused on that all week long. And it kind of it kind of just came. So one through nine, everybody was hitting. We were bunting. We were executing. We were stealing. We were doing everything that we were supposed to do, making some great plays on defense. Um, and we ended up winning, I think, eight to five, eight to four, something like that. So then the second game, we played a team um, rival from across the state that we had lost to in the state semifinals last year. And we had just gotten destroyed by them last weekend. It was prom weekend, but we just got destroyed. We played terrible. And they came out just unbelievable, just on fire, didn't quit. Hitting is contagious, and we tell them that. So every kid, and we ended up scoring like nine runs in the second inning. 
So they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, we had a couple innings where we could have had a snowball effect, but they did a better job of getting out of it. Mm. And then the championship game, we ended up winning 12 to two. The hitting just kept going all day long and they adjusted to the pitchers um, because we had two different pitchers to adjust to in the second game. Excuse me. And then in the third game, we had a pitcher that we had to adjust to, you know, the speed and the type of pitch in the third game. And the first three batters, one, two, three, went went one, two, three in the first inning. So we talked to them about adjusting, and they did. So I don't think I could have been more proud of them for doing what they did yesterday. And it had nothing to do with the wins, of course, but just everything that we've been preaching and talking finally paid off on, you know, and they 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 decided. I think they decided this is something they want to do. And they had so much fun yesterday. <laughs> and that awesome. was the thing that has been missing for sure, mm-hmm. because it's not fun when you get your butt kicked. I mean, it's one thing to play really well and lose, but it's not fun when the wheels fall off and you don't know what to do. And But they had so much fun yesterday. It was a totally different team. And I told them they should be really proud of themselves. And we do have some work to do. We weren't perfect, of course, but um, we tried to just really – really praise them for everything that they did yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Ah, I love that. Oh, I was so happy. So I was thinking before this today, like last night in particular, after you were telling me like all the results and like telling me throughout the day, uh, like there was a point with both of us, I think, where we started to like doubt, like, is this working? This being right. like the mental side. <laughs> I swear that happens to me every year. <laughs> like, it, not just mental side, but just like, is this working me as a coach? <laughs> I think it's just the desire to make an impact to help these players. And when you see like you're trying thing after thing and it's not working, it starts to get at you. But I think you did a really good job of like letting yourself like call it, like give it your pout time. We got to have our pout time, right? <laughs> but then like, but then revisit. Don't you don't want to like grind and just be pissed and work harder. You let yourself be pissed and work through it. And then, okay, let's try a new tactic, but it wasn't like, let's try something completely different. It was okay. Back to, these are our core things. What's another way we can approach it. And I think that is the key because it, it'll look like a quick turnaround on paper, the scores and like the, the weekday games versus the weekend games. But really, it was just a, a step better. Mm-hmm. Like, take out that one step of being able to bounce back from those little things. And it's not that much of a difference. But they took that action. Like you said, you still have stuff to work on. But mm-hmm. that one thing better made right. huge results, right? It really did. Huge really did. results. Right. And you could also see it in their confidence. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little taller, they were smiling a little bit more. And yeah. I, I know that from an outside perspective, when things are going well, it's easy to be confident. Mm-hmm. But I think what, what you really saw was the pure joy again, mm-hmm. um, because they, I think they're st- starting to get there. So it was interesting because I had a, one of my injured players um, rode home with me from from the field so we had a chance to kind of talk and catch up to see how she's doing because she's in a totally different position where she can't physically participate mm-hmm. and i know it's kind of wearing on her a little bit so we had a good conversation and she pointed out something she's very observant 
obviously she has a different view as well than anyone else, but she says they're not fully committed. Mm. And I said, you know what? You, I said, I don't think you, I couldn't have said it better she, because she said they want to be committed, but they're not. And I mm -hmm. said, you're very, very right. So she had um, played a little video that we were listening to in the car on the way home. And I said, why don't you send that to the team? I said, I think it would mean something uh, coming from you. So it was a very inspirational one. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that she does. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, the focus sometimes as a coach can be on the negative, right? Because we are, that's our job is to fix the negative. To make it better all the time. And, mm -hmm. you know, but I think as coaches, we would, the one thing that I think I will take pride in is the next day. Mm. Yep. How time I was mad. I was pissed. I didn't sleep, whatever. But the next day, when you come to practice, it's a new day. You have to treat it that way. So we would always, we wouldn't come with anything left over or frustration left over. But mm -hmm. one of the questions I asked the kids on Friday in that come to Jesus meeting was I said, <laughs> what do we need to do to get you to where you need to be? Mm -hmm. And one of the seniors stepped up and said, I don't think it's you coach. It's us, which deep down you want, you want that realization, right? And self-awareness uh, is hard to come by. <laughs> is because they really have to take this deep reflection back on themselves. So I was proud of her for saying that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just, we just kept at it because I tell the kids all the time and I tell myself all the time, trust the process. The process is different every year. The turnaround is a different time every year. And I told myself before the beginning of the week, not to panic yet because we only had 10 games under our belt. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so with the 38 game schedule, before postseason even starts, mm -hmm. we have 28 games left. What you look at is the calendar mm -hmm. because we know that May is coming, um, I believe, Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. Once, once April is over and May hits, that means you have four weeks left. Mm -hmm. So four weeks in the grand scheme of things goes by very quickly. You don't really think about or have the time. You start to worry about time. Mm -hmm. Four weeks is not a lot of time when you're playing two and three games a week. Right. And a Saturday. To, to practice. Mm -hmm. So let's, I'm just hoping that this is a, this is not just a spike. This really is what propels them to the next level. Um, and we'll continue to have those conversations at practice. Mm -hmm. What, what do you want out of this season and what do you want to do? Because you, you've proven that you have it in you, mm -hmm. that you, we, you've proven that what is, what we've seen all along is there. Mm -hmm. So let's keep, you know, you got to want to have that desire to keep working. Absolutely. And that that's that mastery curve you and I have talked about before. It's like it's a it's a steady incline, but then like once you have that sharp incline like you just had this weekend, there's this little drop off. Yeah. Where like you're like you came off the high and you're like, okay, normal, normal life. Yeah. And there's right, like a right. plateau where you're like, Okay, but we can do better. Right, so right. that that's where focusing on the process takes you up to the next incline. Oh, for so for that sure. is what focusing on the process does because that incline as long as you're doing that never stops right and i think that you know from a from a coach's perspective you know i trying to think how many runs we scored in the last two games we scored 23 runs plus we scored 31 runs in eight games or three games excuse me that's in i don't know how many hits that's i mean it was constant mm -hmm. that's not something that's sustainable we all know that nope. that was a great weekend mm -hmm. and we can't expect to have that so so where do we you know, a 12 to two game is great, mm -hmm. but those two runs we gave up in on, on paper. But if you look at the plays, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have happened mm -hmm. because we weren't perfect on defense and we've still made a couple bad throws. Mm -hmm. And then the previous game, I think we won maybe 11 to six. So 
we we were up nine to one, and they they had that one inning where they gave up I think four runs, mm -hmm. and same thing where we had a couple things that shouldn't happen, but they did stop it. Mm -hmm. And I told them I said this is why you work so hard to build that lead, right? Mm -hmm. You have you have big lead, so in those situations you have the luxury. Mm -hmm. you know, of being able to make a few mistakes, but what you really work on is eliminating those. So in a two to nothing game, they aren't so glaring. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what you really have to focus on as a coach. You can't get hung up on the score. You have to focus on the little things that got you to that awesome score. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Love so that. we'll continue to push that and focus um, on that in practice and continue to get better. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing. We're going to really, you know, continue to push the line drives and, and the hitting and, um, but still defense, we still need to do better. Job. Mm -hmm. That's all I've got for this episode. Be sure to check out your free motivational graphic on tips for being mentally tougher at mentalsweetbutt.com forward slash episode seven. That's the number seven. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. We hope you got some takeaways from this episode. If so, we'd love to hear them on our Coaches Mastermind. It's a free community of coaches just like you who have a passion for developing strong, mentally tough players and want more tactics for implementing the mental game. Just head to Facebook and search Mental Sweet Spot to find the group. Thanks for joining us. Have a good day.